0: That's a baseline income for you of at least 20 K a month that didn't even take you, you know, five hours a week. It's like easy. And then you start to see how it is possible and you start to actually believe that it is available to you.
1: Yeah. It feels much more real now. Like before I was like, oh my gosh, how am I even going like to create that? And was kind of feeling like overwhelmed and stressed out about it. But now it's like, oh, Like, this totally feels possible. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode
0: of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm coming at you guys today with call number two of the Illuminate Intensive. So in case you missed the past couple of episodes or, you know, you haven't seen me talking about this on Instagram, I am doing a series of real coaching calls with real business owners. And I'm publishing them here on the podcast for you guys to listen to and just really benefit from the behind the scenes you know what it actually looks like to move through real blocks and to implement real strategies and tweak structures and just coach business owners into their next level into alignment with their next level on the topics of marketing mindset you know energy work structure all of that kind of stuff and um, I initially said I was going to do three of these I actually ended up booking six (laughs) because I just as soon as I got off the first couple I really felt so strongly about this value and I've just, I've been loving it and uh, I, what I like is that every business owner brings in a very different set of circumstances, goals, you know, where they're at with their business, what their beliefs are, all that kind of stuff. So this, you know, listening to these episodes is really an opportunity for you to just hear things for yourself that you might not have heard and say like a you know a training that's more conceptual than it is applicable I suppose you could say anyways these are completely real calls I did ask the participants um, you know some questions about their business ahead of time they had to fill out an application but other than that I'm really looking to discover where they're at and kind of what's going on behind the scenes for them just as much as you are or as you are I am as well so Um, Today's call is with Courtney Badger and she is a business coach who helps entrepreneurs become digital leaders. And Courtney has been in her business now, I believe she said about a year, and she is full-time in it. Um, Perhaps a little bit more than that, I can't remember, but she's recently full-time in her business. And uh, she is kind of at that like three to five K a month mark average. And she's wanting now to scale into five figure months and beyond 15K, 20K months. We specifically talked quite a bit about a $15,000 month kind of, you know, goal that she had and her main sort of block around it. I mean, we did some identity work and all that kind of stuff, but her main sort of block around it was that she couldn't see how it was possible for her to scale given that she has a one-on-one program that she wants to keep small and then she has courses, but she really doesn't like the launch structure. It, it feels overwhelming to her. It's really you know, just a recipe for burnout and it's just not aligned, which is totally fine. We can work with all of that. You know, A launch structure may work amazing for one person and really not be the way to go for another. And there's just always a creative avenue we can go down that's really going to make it available and what i loved about our calls i really um encourage you to stick uh to the end of this call because we go through a lot of what's kind of in the way and then we actually create a plan that makes it so easy for her to see how she could go from where she is income wise all the way up to potentially even $25,000 dollars months without adding very much workload at all and it was just about Um, utilizing her existing audience, the resources she already has at hand, some of the things that she's already doing and creating an offer that really serves people in her business that she doesn't currently have uh, an offer to serve in terms of price point and support level and structure and kind of objective of the coaching program. And after we worked through this and we really made it something that worked for her, she was like, okay, yeah, I can go and do this. This is easy, right? And this is why I love talking to people about strategy and structure. Because we need to actually see how it could be possible. If I mean, most of us anyways, if we're like, okay, I want to make a 10K or 20K month or beyond that, but it just seems impossible to me with my um, with my current offers that I have in place and I don't want to take on, you know, crazy numbers of one-on-one clients, then even though you know that you're supposed to let go of the how, I actually believe that it's figuring out some of the how that's going to have you then let go of it. So there's a difference between when people say let go of the how, there's a difference between letting go of trying to control where money comes from versus figuring out some of the how so that you can then open yourself up to that money being possible and available to you. So I loved this call. We got through a lot together and, uh, Yeah, I really encourage you to stick right to the end and just hear out the parts where we're working through an avenue in her business that is going to be the reason that she then aligns herself with much bigger money months. And the whole thing was easy too. That's the thing, a lot of the time, the how ends up being super super simple and it was like kind of always there for us but maybe we weren't seeing it and this is where coaching really just plays such a big role I um I'm obviously still going to continue promoting my mastermind which I will link for you guys down below it is a three-month one-on-one and group container and uh you know, this is the kind of work that we're gonna be doing together, regardless of if you're brand new to your business or if you're already at that six-figure mark, you're wanting to scale into multiple six figures. It doesn't matter, I'm gonna help you get there through the tweaks that we make, you know, on these these kinds of calls, but also just helping you to build the structure, the strategy uh, that's going to open up those avenues for money in your business. So, without further ado, here is Illuminate Intensive number two with Courtney Badger. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for modern entrepreneurs and business owners who know deep down that there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy by understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality I desired, I went from nine to five teacher to six figure online business owner in less than two years. And if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Hi Courtney, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Good. I'm really excited to talk with you because I've, you know, sort of seen the evolution of your business over the last how long have you been working on things for?
1: You guys are actually there kind of right when it started. I think I really officially started my business like February of 2020.
0: Wow. Okay. You've come a really long way in a short period of time. And yeah. you had a corporate job
1: before, right? Yes. For 17 years. Oh my gosh. What was it again? Not the same job, but the same oh. industry. Um, I worked in employee relations for a big bank.
0: Okay. And how long ago did you move into full-time entrepreneurship?
1: I left my job December 1st. Oh, um, okay. So, but I did go on medical leave from my job May, I think end of May. Okay. So I hadn't physically been working, I hadn't been working at my job for five months, six months, but I still had that like energetic tie to it and still right. had kind of rules around like I had to be careful what I said and what I did because right. I was still getting just um, dis- like short-term disability because I've been recovering from adrenal fatigue. Okay. So it felt, it was a blessing because I still had that support, but it also was like this hold back
0: it was like a one foot still in the door yeah Uh, yeah absolutely so um you know you're at the point where a lot of clients come and they tell me it's where they want to get like a full-time income sort of that like three to five k a month place and you're ready to go which is amazing like the work that goes into just getting there and setting things up and really believing in yourself that amount is significant and now you're like i'm ready to go to 15 to 20k months is that correct
1: yeah. I just did my, like started to do my taxes for last year and I hit 50 K last year in my business. Amazing!
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So I think
0: this is just a perfect opportunity because I think, um, you know, you have a lot of the groundwork laid and there's just shifts, I think probably to make on sort of a physical level, but also an energy, an energetic one that's going to help you to really propel things forward. So let's get you there today. that's awesome. good okay cool because honestly i don't feel that it's a significant shift from 5 to 15k or 5 to 20k because of the work that you've already had to do so tell me a little bit about you know what your business looks like right now where kind of the majority of your money is coming in. i know it probably fluctuates but um yeah what's like what are you doing on a day-to-day basis as it is
1: the majority of my money has come from one-on-one clients um, I've had on a continuous basis, two to three, one-on-one clients at a time, um, kind of in this weird spot right now where my one-on-one clients just wrapped up and so I don't have any. So that's yes. definitely like a, Oh, where's money coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had kind of inconsistently launched group coaching programs, like trying to figure out my flow of launching. Cause like the typical launching method doesn't work for me and also with adrenal fatigue like I just don't have the energy to keep up with it and so I feel like that's kind of been a struggle of figuring out like how do I launch and get people really excited but not have to do that like like full-on ramp up like full-blown launch um, and then just really keeping my one-on-one clients full is what I want. I'd like to have five one-on-one clients at a time
0: so that's kind of your, you kind of want, you know, the stability of a one-on-one program that's booked out with five people, which I think is a good number. And then with, you know, income potential from other places, but doesn't feel like, yeah, the energy behind a launch where you're like, so all in, and then you're exhausted at the end because that doesn't work for you. Yeah. <laughs> or anybody for that matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, your one-on-one clients, they're business owners as well, correct? And are they just people that are online? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, and what specifically do you help them with?
1: So the biggest thing I help people with is making the energetic shift from solopreneur to CEO. So my four pillars, my kind of like I help statement is I help turn online leaders into or online entrepreneurs into digital leaders. And the four things that we work on are trust, communication, empowerment and delegation. So I have 17 years corporate HR experience. So I use my corporate HR experience to help people with teams. And I do like, it can either be, I can support you with teams, or if you aren't ready to have a team yet, we'll do like self-trust, self-empowerment, self-communication, self-delegation. And I tell people, okay, like that's okay. You're not ready to hire a team. You could probably hire a house cleaner. You could hire a lawn person, like, so teaching people that delegation can come in a lot of forms too.
0: Okay. So you're not like, you're helping people that are kind of at all stages in their business, right. Or, or, well, you're actually probably helping people that are a bit further along. It sounds like if they're hiring a team.
1: So I have had seven figure clients. Amazing. Um, and then I've had people making not a lot of money, but have had previous businesses before. So that are like shifting more into, so one of my one-on-one clients we just dropped up, Um, she had a food business with her partner. Okay. And so they, she had a lot of like emotional scarring of hustle from the food business. So we worked through like how she could build self-trust to build her online business, but right. someone who already has the belief that they can create income on their own. Like, I don't want to start with base level people who are like, I don't believe I can do anything. Right.
0: Gotcha. You're not the coach for them. And that's totally fine. And I really like that you're utilizing your past experience in HR as kind of like you're, cause I always help people tap into their existing identities that they can draw confidence from as it is. So you're in doing that, you have this belief in yourself. That's like, of course I can help people that have seven figure businesses, which can be a huge block for people. I, for a really long time, couldn't imagine someone hiring me that wasn't making less than I was, which is ridiculous, but that was kind of the mindset that I had. So I love that you're already like through all that. And you've done that by really looking at your own personal experiences and, and, you know, where you have expertise, how much do you charge for one-on-one and what's the structure?
1: So I just shifted, just charging, um, 2000 for three months. Yeah. 2000 for three months and 1800 for six, you get a call every other week.
0: Sorry, wait. Two thousand for three months, but eighteen hundred for six.
1: Per month. Oh, per. Oh, I get it. Two thousand a month. Okay, got it. Yeah. For three months and eighteen hundred for six. So you get two calls a month, a call every other week, Voxer support, and then they also get four hours per contract of SOS calls. So because I find a lot of my clients will be spinning out emotionally and need to get on a call right away. So they'll be like, oh my gosh, I just delegated this thing to my team. And it's the first time I ever delegated something this big. And I can't hold my emotional capacity to know what to do to regulate my nervous system around this. So we'll jump on a call.
0: Okay. And that structure feels scalable to five people for you? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, I think so. Because you're not like, I would like 15 one-on-one clients, please. Um, Yeah. And also, I think that price point is, is good. Like, I think that often people undercharge and it's more like a thousand dollars a month kind of thing for that level of support. And I, I would, you know, recommend it being at least what you're charging. And there's probably space there as you continue to grow to up-level it, but that's a process. So if you have clients right now that are paying that, and that feels good to you, then that's the right price.
1: So I found for me, the way I've been up-leveling my price is okay. So once I sign one-on-one client's For three months at the $2,000 process at the $2,000 price point, that will now be after that become my six month price point, and my new three month price point will become 22. So, like, it's been this really slow, gradual. Okay, I know someone will pay that price to me. Okay, now I'm gonna make that my six month price point, and my three month price point is gonna go up. And that's worked really well for me to be like, oh, yeah, I've already received this amount of money.
0: Yeah. It's comfortable. You believe it. Cause you, mm-hmm. you have evidence, for. It. I think that that's the perfect way. And you could even, you know, as you move forward up it by 500, if you wanted to, but it's, I think you get at this point that it's like a feeling thing and the right price is the one that you can get your energy behind. So the way that you're doing it makes perfect sense.
1: I wanted to do 2,500, but I could just feel my body rejecting it. That's perfect
0: that you, cause a lot of people are like, well, what is it worth and what, how many hours am I? And it's like, it's none of that. It's always, what do you, how do you feel? And if you are at a price that you're like, oh, I don't really believe anyone's going to pay this, don't charge that. <laughs> right. Yeah. On the same, if it's too low and you're feeling like this is too much work for the amount of money, that's going to have the same outcome in terms of your energy. Okay. So you, so I think that that's all great and I have some ideas for you in terms of kind of opening up some, uh, you had talked in your application about, um, the, how getting really caught up in how, and I want to come around to that. But one of the things you wrote in terms of, uh, your goals for 2022 is hitting multiple six figures and feeling confident in creating a full-time income, which I think for you is probably like at least six figures, right? Like I know that you're full time in your business, but what you're, what full-time means to you in terms of money is probably six figures. Am I right?
1: Yeah. I actually was just doing my kind of budget before this and like My dream budget that would make me feel like very supported and fulfilled is about 15K months.
0: Okay, yeah, love it. So you said you want to feel confident in creating. Where do you feel that there's a lack of confidence for you in imagining that for yourself?
1: I feel like I've always struggled with living this life of just enough. Mm -hmm. And I think like the 15K a month feels like such overflow. And like, I, and it hasn't mattered how much money I made. I always have this just enough story. Right. And like, keep myself trapped in debt. I pay it off. It comes back, you know, like, and it's just this story around just enough. So I feel like it's the like belief that I can even have overflow and then it can still feel like overflow. Like, cause I don't want to get to 15 K and then be like, oh my gosh, like this isn't enough.
0: Right. Um, And I think that the story you're telling there is very typical. I've gone through that where it's like even making 25K still somehow ended up being just enough. And that's our identity in terms of what we're used to having in the bank account. And therefore, what the nervous system deems as being safe, right? Even though it's like barely having enough isn't actually that comfortable, it feels comfortable and safe because it's what you know and what you've always known, right? And... The way that, I mean, there might be some things underneath for you, but I think that you're quite aware and I'm sure you've kind of, you probably grew up in a household that was just enough. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so I think you're probably pretty aware of that. I think for you, it's likely that the work for you to do around this is to really practice over and over and over the feeling of more than enough and to see what comes up and to actually basically train your body and your nervous system into believing it already has the money and experiencing safety as a result. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I've done a lot of this work. I'm a really big fan of visualization personally, but it, it doesn't, it could be scripting, whatever resonates with you, um, where I'm really like playing around in that reality and, I'm doing it from a place of wanting to feel the feelings, you know, manifestation, but I'm also doing it to see what might come up for me because it's always right there. And sometimes it is like a fear of success or sometimes it is a fear of people not understanding you. Like who am I to have so much more than enough when all I've ever seen around me and the people that I you know, still call friends and family are also in the world of not enough. Is there any of that going on for you at all? I've like seeing that or that fear. like. A potential for almost feeling guilty if you did go into overflow?
1: A little bit, yeah. I think this fear of I watch my friends, I don't want to say struggle is the right word, but like, yeah, like making multiple six figures would just be so far out of that realm. And it's like, and I also, my brother actually makes a lot of money. And so I feel like I'm kind of like looked at as the one who will never. Uh, like that's kind of part of the identity is like he's the one that makes all of the money um right. and so yeah I think that there's some of that like this fear of will pe- the people around me still want to be friends will we still have things in common and I do try to like consciously because I will notice they'll talk about budgeting a lot or complain about money or say they can't afford to do things and I'm like well that's not how I want to live but then I continue to engage with that so it's like eh. which is probably like a desire to belong
0: Yeah. Right. Which is, I mean, we point these things out, but these are, these are like instinctual ways of being where we, that like one of our, I think I've heard like we're born with like two sort of key fears. And the first one is abandonment because a baby can't survive if they're abandoned. Right. So it's like, and we take that with us throughout our whole lives, like doing everything we can to avoid what the ego perceives as being possible abandonment. And just to sort of speak from my own experience. Cause I had that come up when I was, I had just made my first 15 K month. And all of a sudden I was like hit in the face with like, people are gonna think I'm a snob and they're gonna have nothing to talk to me about because they're still working their jobs. And I live in a completely different world. And it was, it was really like that fight or flight response, right? Um, what I found is as I continued to scale from there was like, I only ever got a response from people that I was expecting right? So if I was like putting it out there that they're going to be, they're going to think I'm a snob or they're going to think I'm too good for them now. And I was almost pre-judging what I thought was going to be their judgment. Then that would usually manifest for me that way. So when I instead transformed that to like my success is going to give other people permission to also live in overflow and You know, the people that really love me are going to be happy for me. They're going to celebrate me. And if they don't, then there's a trigger there for them that is actually serving them. So even places where perhaps your success could trigger someone, they need that trigger. They need to be made aware of it. Right. And we tend to take that on. Like, I don't want to trigger anybody, but a lot of the time it's becoming aware of our triggers that has us become just more like that next level of awareness in and of ourselves, but I don't actually think you'll get a lot of that because I don't, I don't assume that I don't think you're probably someone that attracts a lot of drama into your life. I just don't really see that.
1: No, No. not drama, but I definitely have some past. So when I was in my twenties, which I mean, I'm such a different person, but I got a pretty large settlement because I had been gotten sick from a pharmaceutical drug. Okay. And I did get some like negative backlash from it. Mm. Um, and I think that there's that like fear of like that remembering, I mean, I got a six figure check. So it was like, that.
0: of course your nervous system is not letting you go beyond just enough because it's not safe to, right. Mm -hmm. You've had that experience. And in order of really transforming this, I think it's like, it's practicing again, almost like a feeling it like, it might actually look like you visiting what that would be like. Like you start making 15 K a month and beyond, and you actually take yourself there and envision it and envision people responding unfavorably to it. And again, you're just kind of showing your nervous system that it it's safe no matter what. And one of the best ways, like some of the things, some of the mindset work I've especially done this last year is actually visualize the thing I'm most afraid of <laughs> because I'm, I'm removing it, like I'm shining light on it, right? Um, but then I would also ask, what is sort of a perspective you could take around that possibility happening again, that was from a place of acceptance? Like if you got backlash from people the way that you have in the past, how could you decide to see it? such that it wouldn't be crippling for you. And I'm sure, you know, we're human. So the emotions are still going to come up, but you can choose to like sort of self-soothe your way through it. How could you, if it did come up, what's a perspective or a story you could write about it that would make it not like, not be so detrimental to, you know, your safety?
1: I mean, I watched it happen to my brother um, because he makes about 200,000 a month in his business. So like his business does very well. Um, and he said, it's been nice to just watch my friends self-select. Like if they can't support me in my success, then they aren't my friend. And he's like, I've also risen up and he has a lot of friends now that are multimillion and billionaires. Right. So, I mean, I have watched him, you know, like When I go hang out with him and the vacations he goes on now and the way he, you know, it's like, well, like people rise up or fall away is what he told me.
0: Yeah. And it always has everything to do with them. So the only reason that someone would react is because you doing it, you saying, I want more from this life than just getting by. And then you bet on yourself and you did it and you did all the scary things. And all that does for people who are telling themselves that, they can't do it, all it does is show them that they're wrong, that they don't have the excuse, right? Because people hide behind their excuses. Well, I couldn't, it's not feasible, it's not possible. And then here you are actually doing it. And now they're confronted by the fact that they can't hide behind their excuses anymore, right? People don't like that. They would rather point a finger at you and tell you why what you're doing is greedy or irresponsible or whatever, because it just allows them not to have to look at their own stuff right and that doesn't make it comfortable necessarily but I think it's just like I'm going where I'm going and I'm gonna enlighten or inspire so many more people that I'm going to trigger and even those that I trigger it's still in service of Um, but I can't keep myself small for those that want me to stay small so that they don't have to feel any way that they you know don't want to or don't have to feel confronted by the fact that a really abundant, fulfilled life is available to them.
1: Yeah, I did have this. I had said to myself, like, I I don't want people in my close friend circle anymore who don't have a life that I want to create. And it was interesting because I had right after that conversations with two close girlfriends that I was like, they are not living a life I would want to create at all. I mean, one of my friends has, and she suffers with chronic pain, so I understand, but she talks about all the time how she hates life. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to live in a life that I hate. And then I have another friend who's kind of just gotten more into partying and it's like, I'm not a party. And so it was just kind of this like, okay, well, even if people leave you behind, like you can, or you leave them or whatever, like we can live different paths and still I can care about them
0: that's what I was going to say next is that you just love them for whatever path they're on. And naturally your energy is going to either have them come up to meet you or they'll just be less a part of your life. And that's fine. You're just vibrating on two different frequencies, but we don't have to necessarily cut anybody out. um, Which is what I see a lot in kind of like the spiritual community of like, Oh, they're just too low vibe for me. And that is like kind of creating them to be smaller than they are rather than like they're on their journey and they don't necessarily have to understand mine and i don't have to understand theirs but i'm gonna you know accept and support where they are and then i'm gonna let my energy do the rest right and yeah i mean if i would always look at if you do get that feedback from someone that's kind of nasty i always look at it from like okay i don't have to welcome this into my life i don't have to be available for it and i get to look at where is this triggering me personally because if there's a trigger there at all, if we react to something, it's triggering something within us that is not complete. That's why it triggered us in the first place. If, you know, someone like said something to you or dissed you in a way that didn't have, didn't land for you at all, wasn't something that you actually believed about yourself, you'd be like, okay. But as soon as someone says something that hits home for us because we're afraid it might be true, that's where we react and then we're like, I'm just gonna push that person away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're really moving past this. Like, I think you've already done quite a bit of work around it. And I would just say, yeah, the work of visualizing it being a reality for you so that your nervous system can feel safe because otherwise what happens is what you've described where you might have overflow come in, but then you get rid of it because it's not safe. Right. So just practice the feelings in your body of it being safe for you to have lots of overflow in your life and, and business.
1: I think part of that visualization for me is like visualizing community on the other side of overflow.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I love that. I think that you'll find your, like, I feel like my business has brought me the most aligned people in my life and just tons and tons and tons of them. And the further I get, the more of them there are. And I think I have no doubt that that will be your, um, your experience, especially as you're kind of releasing your old identities of who the people in your life expect you to be. And your obligation to stay that for them. The more that you release that, the more you're going to keep attracting people that reflect, you know, the new, not the new Courtney, but who you actually are.
1: Yeah. I actually was, this was, I don't know, a few months ago now. I was going to yoga and it was the first time I had been to yoga at this place. It's like this outdoor place, they do it in the summer. And I'm kind of like, looking because I wasn't sure where to go. There weren't any signs. And this girl stops me. She's like, are you Courtney? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm Alex. I follow you on Instagram. And Now we hang out every week. So she has an online business too. So. Yeah. So
0: there'll be more and more of that. And I think you'll find that your success, it's you giving yourself permission is the biggest thing that you could do for the world and for anybody around you, even those that don't like it, but especially the people that are looking for it, because. That's, I think the thing you'll actually find is that people you didn't expect will be inspired by it. And will let you know that. Um, But then also you'll have tons of people in your world. And and I'm sure you already are experiencing this, of course, but you know, the more and more you allow yourself to shine, the more other people around you give themselves permission to. So it's actually really important that, you know, we do let ourselves shine. And I know that with that comes facing abandonment and like, it's not easy at all. Um, okay. So I think that that's really good. And I think it's just for you practicing the feeling of having an abundance of money and, you know, on a tactical level or a physical level, it might be doing something like having a savings account. That's kind of out of sight, out of mind that you funnel a hundred dollars a week into or something that's like, so that you never get to the place where you're like, oh, I spent all my money again, or I went into debt. There's like this part of your identity that's growing into, and I have money on the side or, and I have savings over here in this account. Um, and you'd be surprised how quickly that that adds up. But then your story starts to change of like, well, I do have money in places and it is safe for it to be there, right? Rather than like keeping, and maybe you're already doing things like this, but keeping it all in one place and then spending it all because it's in sight. And, you know, it's, I, I know exactly that pattern <laughs> really, really well. And it really is about, um, practicing and shifting into the identity of someone who is used to having money in the bank, which can take a while because it's again not what we saw growing up. Yeah. Or just, yeah, that was my family's um kind of story as well. I think it's very typical, is like just barely enough to get by.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so even though it's not what we want, it's what's actually safe to our immune uh, nervous system. <laughs> so I mean, I
1: watch my brother who will complain about having just enough, and I'm like. He complains about having just enough, right? I mean, because yeah. he does, but he like he's. I mean, he has a team and he has employees, but still, like, I mean, right. and so it's like really hit me. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you make. Like, mm-hmm. it can feel that way at every income level.
0: Yeah, I kind of really had this shift between like spending most of what I made to actually wanting to be like, I don't need to have you know the huge team or. All the fanciest things. What actually feels really good to me is to like indulge and to live an abundant life, but to also like be building things for the future as well. And with that came an identity shift because I was already three years into my business and making multiple six figures and still having this thing where it was like, I wouldn't say, I'd say I was like, there's more than enough, but like, I don't usually have overflow in my bank account for more than a couple of months until I find something to spend it on or invest in or whatever. So that, that's sort of a change in my priorities and then visualizing it and practicing the feeling of it. Um, and just essentially it's like you train your body into thinking that it's already what it has, which helps from a manifestation standpoint, but also your nervous system then doesn't freak out when it starts to become your reality.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, well, actually there's one more thing I want to dive into with that. Is there any part of you, as you said, feeling confident in creating a full-time income? Is there any part of you that has a fear that it might not happen? Yeah. Okay. I just want to look at that for a second. Um, what, what comes to mind when I say, like, what if it doesn't happen, Courtney? What if you stay where you're at forever?
1: Oh, I'd be fucked right now since I don't have money coming in. Um... Okay, well, let's say you
0: stay at, you know, 5k a month forever or whatever.
1: Um, I mean, that would just be like, I feel like, I mean, I made more than that at my full-time job. So like I would, I mean, and there is that fear of, oh my gosh, am I going to have to go back to corporate? Okay. Okay. So, and
0: the reason I'm bringing this up is because we don't want to keep these things in the shadows. I'm not saying under any circumstances, any of these things happen, but when we're operating in our business and there's fear present, the fear usually has more power than the things that we're wanting to move towards. Right. And I think you just said it, it was going back to corporate because that was right there for you. Like, I'm definitely afraid I'd have to go back to corporate. So what would that, like, we're just going to shine some light on it rather than having it be a monster in the closet that we're not willing to look at. So just talk to me about it, not from a place of like, oh, it would be fine. Like, actually, what would that be like for you?
1: It, I was just so miserable. Like yeah. this expectation to sit at your computer 40 hours a week, yeah. um, doing, I mean, when I, no, having no, no control over what changes in my job. I think that was the hardest part for me. Like I would like my job and then they would completely shift it. So they completely shifted our job, doubled our workload, didn't train us, didn't change our pay. Um, we only got 2% increases a year, which doesn't even keep up with inflation. Um, there's just this lack of any kind of growth there. Like it was really hard to promote, like, They would say like, it's your job to promote, but there wasn't any kind of, I'd never worked anywhere that didn't have succession planning and there was just no succession planning or like path for growth. And so it just was this life of feeling stuck. And I also love to travel. And so five weeks off a year just doesn't feel realistic for me to live the life that I want to live. And five weeks actually is a lot. Like most people in America don't get five weeks. And I had a job with five weeks and I still felt trapped. Yeah. So I feel like the idea of going back to corporate feels very trapped, like a trapped feeling. Um, But I do feel like I'm letting it play out because I was actually doing pretty well in my business until the day I quit my job. And then things have kind of like stopped.
0: And that's because there's an energy in there now that's like attachment and need and fear. Mm -hmm. that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So the way that we transmute that a little bit is going to that worst case scenario, not for the sake, like, I'm not asking you to be like, you know, find a way to look at it where it would be okay. Cause like, you're not going to feel okay feeling trapped. That's just not who you are. But the more that you can, again, allow your like nervous system essentially to experience it, um, or to just go to the possibility of it, the less it has to be something that we're like resisting because what you resist persists right? The other thing that I'd say is, are there backup plans that don't involve you going back to corporate?
1: don't know what it would be other than like a gig economy kind of thing. But other than me, like being able to be successful at my business, or I mean, whether it's corporate, it would still be, have to be like some kind of nine to five, you know, like, I mean, there are other ways that I can like support myself until my income grows. So like whether I drive Uber or Lyft, just cause I need some extra money or I got a job at like a wine bar or something like that, but that would be not a long-term sol- You know, like, and I'm not saying it like, oh my gosh, I, but I don't know any other way that I could make six figures that wouldn't be some kind of nine to five like that. Unless I, I mean, I could maybe find a consulting job, but those tend to be high demand, you know, like.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm not like, we don't know, you know, what that support might look like. And I don't even think that you need it. I don't think that you're going to need it. It's more like just again, shining light on the things that are causing us fear and resistance so that they have less power. Like I've done it so many times where, I go to my worst case scenario of like moving in with my parents and like, you know, like which there's no part of me, like I can't even, I can barely imagine it, but if I can look at it, it stops having its power over me, right? If I'm in a period of like uncertainty in my business or I'm trying something new or I've had an income dip or whatever it is, right? And also you don't actually know, need to know the how, like there could be something where you're supporting another coach's team or something like that could come for you. I don't even think it would be something you'd need to go and find, but it's sort of just a very like general belief of like, I'll be supported in making this dream my reality. I am supported in making this dream my reality, or you already have, but in growing the dream and finding a sense of safety in the unknown. That's the hardest part of being an entrepreneur I feel.
1: I, yeah. I mean, I have thought about like, okay, if I really needed to, I could kind of shift a little bit more into my, I mean, I'm using my HR and my coaching, but still doing like the woo woo stuff. And it's like, okay, if I needed to switch to like a purely strategy, like HR thing, then like, I could like create some like HR consulting packages. That's not like super what I want to do. That doesn't really light me up, but like, I do have that skill set there and can support people in that way. Like where I come in and help you create like an onboarding process for your team or.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that would probably be way more in alignment for you anyways, right? So then it's really just about having the belief of like, I'll figure it out because I always do. And when the fear comes up for you, just letting yourself be with it and look at it because it's coming up to be released, right? You know that you're always supported.
1: I definitely, don't really, I don't have the fear that I won't figure it out. Like that's definitely not a fear of mine. Cause I have always figured it out. I've been laid off from jobs before. I haven't been able to find a job before. My fear is more, I will always just be in the, I'm just figuring it out stage. Mm-hmm. Like okay. getting out of this, like, I don't want to be the girl who's always trying. I feel like I'm still in the, I'm trying to be successful. Like I'm trying to figure it out. Like I've been doing that long enough. Like I have officially only had my business for two years, but I did network marketing for five years before that. So like I've been an online entrepreneur for five years now.
0: Right. You're ready to feel like I've made it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So I want to then talk a little bit about I I want to talk about two things, sort of your identity. Like, I don't actually get the sense that the fears we just talked about are very prevalent for you. Like, I don't think that you're operating from a lot of fear, but just in case that comes up, shining some light on it so that it doesn't have power so that you're not trying to manifest on top of it, right? Like gain clients, because if you don't, it means the end of the world. Like that doesn't work as opposed to I'll be okay no matter what. And I do always figure it out. Um... And I'm calling in these aligned clients. That's like two very different places to come from energetically, right? Yeah. We don't want to put that pressure on people that we're calling in to be like, if you don't sign up, then it means all these terrible things about my life and my business. <laughs> people feel that like kind of graspiness. Um And I don't think you're not operating from that place at all, but you know, we just want to keep it that way.
1: I mean, I will say sometimes I waver in and out of it. Like I will be like, oh, like, it's okay. Like money always flows through and other times I'm like, oh my gosh, if I don't sign anyone, like what am I? So like, it definitely kind of waivers. I will say I've kind of released it a little bit more. I mean, I have enough money and savings to get through this month and the next month I should get a pretty big tax return. So I'm like, okay, money is coming in. So I'm supported. Yeah. But then there's like, all of a sudden all these trips came up that I'm gonna have to pay for. And I'm like, okay, like I can usually manifest money with travel. So like, but I mean, there is some fear coming in just because I am making the least I've made in my business in the last 18 months.
0: Okay. So let's do some, we're going to do two things, some like identity work. Um, that's just kind of going to up-level things for you in terms of you really seeing yourself as the six-figure plus coach. Cause I don't, you're not far from it. These are like small tweaks that I think will make a big difference, but then also some possible structures or um, avenues in your business that could open up more income. And I think what that's going to do is have you start to see how it could happen. Right. And then you're going to start to align yourself because right now it's like, okay, I don't have any clients. I need five clients. And even then it would only be, you know, this much money a month and I'm wanting this. And like, so there's a lot of like back and forth. So, um, when you're working with your clients, you've spoken your, uh, your application about their transformations. Tell me a bit about what you've helped people to create.
1: Um, the biggest thing that I help people create is through self-trust, they're able to create clarity and take action. And so I help people get to know themselves on a deeper level. We use human design. And so we dig into their human design to allow them. And when you get a human design rating, it's not anything that you didn't know about yourself, but it allows you to trust yourself on a deeper level because you're like, these are all the things I've questioned about me, but they're who I am. And so just starting to like build that relationship of self-trust. And then as you build that relationship of self-trust, you tap in your intuition more and you let your intuition be okay. And then you start getting clarity and start taking action on those things from a place of self-trust instead of fear.
0: It's the human design stuff. It's like permission to trust yourself and trust the way that you feel drawn to do things. And I love that you spoke about self-trust because I think It always comes back to trust. And the more we can trust, like every freaking lesson I learn, it still comes around to trust. So, what do you bring into your coaching or the conversation of building self trust that really has you feel not necessarily stand out because that's based in comparison, but just be really valuable to your clients?
1: The biggest thing that my clients say is I ask really powerful questions that allow them to reflect in a way that other people can't. Um, And then a lot of business coaches, they say too, a lot of business coaches tend to be more strategy-based where I hold the emotion for the strategy. So like there's a lot of emotion behind delegation. There's a lot of emotion behind self-trust. There's a lot of emotion behind communication. And it's like, I help them learn how to communicate in a way that works for them, but then hold that emotion for them while they're going through it.
0: That's Huge. So that they can actually get the transformation or the create the the necessary change. So for people that work with you and implement everything you're helping them with, and at the end have this whole new level of self-trust, how in the coming months and years Is that going to, what is that going to open up for them in terms of results or even just an experience of their business that wouldn't, they wouldn't have had access to before?
1: A lot of what I help focus on. So a lot of the people that I work with are already natural hustlers. Like they actually more don't trust themselves to not work. Mm -hmm. And so a big part of what I'm helping them do is focus on how to create a life outside of your business that you love. So then you can more easily pour into your business. And so there are financial monetary results of that. We scale, but like a lot of it is just like remembering who you are, what you love to do and how to live your life again.
0: Which is the whole reason they started a freaking business in the first place. Right? So Mm -hmm. your work, in other words, gives people access to the things they want most, such that they were willing to go out on a limb and start a business in the first place. Is that correct? Yeah. And what do you think that is worth to people? I mean, it's invaluable.
1: Yeah. I don't know how to put a price tag on it.
0: Yeah, you can't exactly. So the reason I'm asking you these questions is it's, the more that we are present to how much our work changes people's lives and businesses, the more other people reflect that back to us. And I think for you, this isn't a big shift because you already believe in your packages. You already believe in your ability to help people. It's an up level that I think you could create quite easily and quickly where you're just presencing yourself to how, you know, how good you are at what you do, and how much people need your help, right? And the people who find you, they need it from you because of everything you just told me, the things that you bring into the conversation that nobody else can or can't in the way that you do. So how does that feel when I say, like, I want you to believe that you're the best in the world at what you do?
1: Exciting and scary.
0: Yeah. Good, that's perfect. <laughs> where we can be. It's like, wow, yeah, I'm super excited and terrified. But does it feel like a stretch for you, or does it feel not? It probably feels like a stretch. Does it feel out of reach for you to believe that you're that valuable to people?
1: No, because I've heard my whole life like, you ask too many questions, or you ask really powerful questions. And so it, I literally, like, when I realized, started coaching. I was like, this is literally what I've been born to do my whole life. Yes. Love that. And so no, it definitely doesn't feel like a stretch. Like I, people always tell me like, wow, you asked the most like powerful questions. Um, it's everything. Yeah. So no, it's not, I mean, it is a little like the best in the world, but I mean,
0: when I say the best in the world, I mean the best in the world for the people that are going to find you.
1: Hmm.
0: It's not that you're actually going to be, you know, like, what does that even mean? It means that the people that are, that are essentially manifesting you, you're coming into their sphere. It's because you're the person in the world that can help them create that transformation or that shift that they're so desperately wanting better than anybody else could. Right. That's why I've
1: had my clients tell me I've been manifesting you. Exactly. So I
0: want some of the work that you do, to really be present to that, like to be operating from this place of like, these people can't afford not to hire me. Like the change I help them to create is that valuable. And it is like, you know, what you're talking about in terms of helping them to create self trust. So how that ends up manifesting in their life and business is it. Oh my God. It's everything. It's more time with their family. It's way more happiness. It's trust that they don't have to keep it all in the air because a lot of business owners are, you know, trying to keep all the plates spinning and they can't and you likely are saving some of these clients from actually having everything crash and burn in the coming years, because they can't possibly maintain what they've been doing and how they've been operating. So you might like you, I would not be surprised at all. If you have clients, you know, in the past, currently in the future, that you are the difference for them between losing everything versus not only keeping it, but having it transform into something that truly serves their dream life that they desire for themselves. Right. Because now they're like, I have heard Abraham Hicks describe it as like, when you have a small life, really, you can afford to keep the, the plates spinning. You can keep everything in control. When you've endeavored to create more, you have to develop the ability to let go and essentially let the universe take care of certain things for you, because you can't keep it all in, all up in the air. And if you try, it's all going to come crashing down. So, I mean, that's just one thing you're helping people. You're helping people probably actually like implement ideas that they otherwise might not allow themselves to do. Like the thing that their soul is really calling them towards that they're like, but I don't know that that would work. And then that's robbing them of so much joy. It's robbing other people that are meant to be impacted through that work because they're in this They're likely in this conversation around what makes sense versus what actually they're feeling intuitively called towards.
1: I noticed the people I work with have scaled to six figures or multi six figures, and they got past that fear of success and they use their intuition to guide them there. They hit multi six figures or seven figures. They think their intuition doesn't know what to do anymore, which in yeah. some ways it doesn't because they've never led a team. So like you don't intuitively just know what to do when you've literally never done it before and they fear failure so much. And so it's really funny to me when new entrepreneurs are like, I'm so afraid to fail. I'm like, no, you're afraid of success. The people that are afraid to fail are the people who have already made seven figures
0: because they have something to lose.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Right. And I've heard it over and over and over from people that say the hardest part of growing their business was building a team.
1: Which it should be the easiest part.
0: Right. Because you're actually getting support in your business. So you help people with that and it is completely invaluable. Right. And so I just keep stressing it because the more that you really believe that and you believe in yourself to help people implement it, the more you're going to see that reflected. Like, I want you to just regard yourself as like, at what I, like, I'm incredible at what I do, which you already believe. It's just about flexing that muscle. So
1: I fully believe that, but I think my disconnect is like my Facebook group, which is where I've gotten most of my clients. Those are all beginner entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And like the transition in the coach that I've started to become is someone that helps those higher level coaches. And I think the fear is like, well, where am I going to find these people?
0: Okay, got it. Okay, well, first of all, we can create a space where they can show up for us, but that's a little bit like woo woo and when we're getting caught up in the how,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, I added the same question for um, a previous coach of mine. And she said, I think you'll find that there, a lot of them are already in your audience, but you haven't been speaking to them. Mm-hmm. You haven't been hearing from them, but they are there. And then I launched a mastermind that was for people scaling to 20K. And there was all these people that were interested in it that had never signed up for any of my stuff before because I hadn't offered them anything. My messaging wasn't for them, right? So when you start to really speak to them, they start to show up more. Um, I think you could also focus on content and maybe it's you know a lead magnet or maybe I don't know something that feels good to you that is specifically addressing the needs of those people, right? Six steps to growing your team or whatever. Um, Have you been, I know you've been, I know you've been on like my podcast. I, I think that you're actually quite out there. Like you have your voice in a lot of places. Yeah. Right. So it's just about like shifting your point of focus such that you start experiencing those people in your sphere. Cause right now, if the belief in the story is I only have newbie entrepreneurs, that's all that's being shown to you, even though yeah. you actually potentially could have an audience that's 50, 50, but we just don't know. Cause we're only open to seeing one half of them.
1: Yeah. You- I, and I have been having more people on my podcast and then getting on more podcasts and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, and then trying to post more of that content on my Instagram. And so. And I do think I have Facebook friends. They just might not be in my group. So maybe utilizing my personal page more. Yeah. Okay, good.
0: Yeah, I think just starting to talk to them, they'll start to show up for you because now they're going to be resonating with what you're talking about. And they're going to start, like there are people watching what you're doing, but they're not engaging because it's not engaging to them. So speak to them and they'll show up, build it and they'll come or whatever it is. Um, I want to chat quickly about... uh, the potential for another income stream and what is it about starting p- with sort of more beginner level people that doesn't appeal to you right now
1: I mean I'm not against it but I feel like my and I have some pre-recorded courses that I've been thinking about just launching on evergreen Yeah. um it's just like a lot of the beginner people that I've worked with like you have you have to work I've had to work with their belief so much of that they could just even make money or they could even it just became an exhausting conversation. And yep. it was, it served me in the beginning because that's where I was. And then it got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to have this conversation again about like, can you even create anything? And so it just became this like not fun for me anymore. And then I don't like to do things that just don't feel fun at all.
0: Yeah. And you might not be the coach for those people and that's fine. But I just want to share, cause I had a similar thing about a year ago where I was like, I really want to focus on clients that, um, you know, are going to the next level and are already making a certain amount of money. And what I found was the reason I wanted that was because of the story I was telling about, not like, I I've always attracted great people into my business, but I had attracted a number of people that were like, Needing a lot of support. And that felt obligatory for me. That felt taxing to me. But when I changed that expectation again, and I started expecting beginner level people who were going to get it really quickly and were ready for things to explode for them, they started showing up and they were just as satisfying to me in terms of um, not satisfying isn't the right word, but it was just as much, it was just as freeing and liberating to me to work with people that were brand new to their business as it was to people that had been working for quite a while, just because they were all the same kind of people. So it was kind of like, I had this story where it's like, yeah, they, they need so much work on their belief and there's years of work for them to do, which at this point I'm okay with, because I just trust that they're gonna get from me whatever they need. And if someone needs to work with me for a few months just to work on their beliefs, I'm available for that. But so much less of that has even shown up, to be honest, the people that jump into my containers, I had one not long ago who was brand new to her business and she made six figures. Um, like she started in like April of last year and she did six figures just in that time. Like, but that was the kind of person that I was like open and available for and speaking to very intentionally. Whereas before I'd never, you know, had someone like that come into my business and now it's a quite a regular occurrence. So I would just look at that because. If you were, if you had a container, and I'm asking this because you already have an audience, you have a Facebook group, and I think your level of confidence and your ability to help those people might be more, like might be your way of being in terms of helping people that you know you know that you really can help on so many levels. That's probably already like integrated for you. Right. If I said, could you help someone get their business started in terms of what you know? Course. And that's the way that we want to feel when we're offering people coaching containers or launching something or whatever. Um, so if you were attracting clients that really were empowered, you know, that had that were just ready and they maybe had already done a bunch of work on themselves or they were just someone that was going to excel quickly, would that feel good to you and freeing to you?
1: Yeah, I'm actually doing something right now for the whole month. You can get on a free 30-minute call with me. Um, and it is where you're talking about how to accelerate and amplify your word of the year. I posted in my group, like, share your word of the year, and it had like 300 people post on it. Okay. Um, and so I told everyone who posted if they wanted to book a 30 minute call with me, we would kind of go through this exercise to like help them tap into their word of the year. And then at the end, I'm going to give them either an offer, I'm like pre launching a course to the people at a lower price who book one of those calls. Or they can take one of my one-on-one slots.
0: Gotcha. Okay, good. So you're already in that. I think that's going to be, and I think it's going to be good for you to release whatever resistance there possibly is around working with people that are new in their business. Cause that might prevent people. Like you might have beginner business owners that are so aligned for you and are ready to jump into your one-on-one. But if you're sort of like, oh, I don't want to work with people that are new to their business, then that might create a resistance in you that doesn't have to manifest.
1: And my last one-on-one client that I had that I just finished up with, she was, I want to say newer in her business, but didn't have a lot of income. And that was fine. Right. It was more, but she was ready to make shifts. And so it's not even, I don't have this like income requirement. It's just like, you're ready to like shift your beliefs. I don't Literally, I don't care what you make. Like I can Uh help you at any level, but like you have to be ready to make shifts
0: that's it's the readiness you want people that are ready so you can just really i mean you could have um i'm sure you probably have like an application process Mm -hmm. for one-on-one so that also then allows you so i just for me i get really intentional about who i'm calling in and i swear it works every single time i don't even have applications for a lot of my programs now because my belief is so strong that they're the perfect clients and they are, <laughs> and it, but that took me a while to get there. I used to do discovery calls and that kind of thing. I'm wondering about, and I'm just kind of throwing ideas out there in terms of opening up an avenue for you to make money that is scalable and that doesn't require you to do the launching thing. I'm wondering about some kind of evergreen container that's a group container that's in between like a course price and your one-on-one. Because I think you'll find a lot of people are like they want the support but two thousand dollars a month might just be a stretch for them there's opportunity to offer people something that's more within their price point without you overextending yourself so just what i've done and what i've seen other people do really successfully is kind of like a mastermind container where it's you know a thousand bucks a month or something like that and maybe they sign on for three months or six months but it's always open Um, and, and you could be speaking about it. Like, I think all those people that you're setting up calls with, those are all potentials into your mastermind because now they have, you know, a way to, or they have experience working with you and there's that trust factor there, but the structure of it could be, you know, the way I've done it was like, I did a bi-weekly group call that they, they asked questions about beforehand. Uh, sorry, they asked questions for beforehand. So I wouldn't necessarily, depending on how many people were in it, I wouldn't necessarily guarantee everyone like one-on-one coaching time on those calls. I would more choose the questions that I felt were really going to serve the collective group. And then there was a Voxer group chat and I checked in there. I always say a minimum of once per day, usually it's more, but I kind of just set that boundary. So like, I'll go in, I'll answer all the questions that are there from the day before. And then if I can come back later and see what's going on, I will, but if there isn't, if I can't, then I don't. Right. <laughs> and I give those people access to all of my curriculums, so they have things. So, like, how does something like that feel to
1: you? That actually sounds really fun because I was thinking about launching my course. Um, you can still but, do, but that actually feels more fun because then I have two pre-recorded courses, and they could have both of those. Um, and so I could offer; they could either do the mastermind or work with me one-on-one. And all the people in the mastermind could go through those two courses together. And then we have calls every other week.
0: Yeah. And then a lot of what they're paying for is your input. Because let's say they have a question about something that you don't have in a curriculum, they just ask you in the group chat, you send them a voice clip. Um, I usually set up boundaries where I say, like, you know, keep your voice clips to two minutes kind of thing, because they don't want people to get carried away. But I find in a group chat, they don't, because they don't want to send eight minute voice clips to the whole group, you know? Um, But something like that that's ongoing for you. The way that I would do it is I would like launch it with a slightly lower price the first time around, give yourself you know a three week promotional period or something like that, <clears throat> and then rise raise the price. But imagine if everyone's paying a thousand dollars, you can easily accommodate. I would say eight people in a container like that. I've seen it successful with up to fifteen but do you see how scalable that becomes? And you're capitalizing on an audience that you already have. You're meeting people, you're meeting a need that none of your offers currently do in terms of price point and support level, right? Some people don't want, there's also so much value in other people getting to listen to your conversations in the group, like, because they're going to get so much value there. So it's almost like the curriculum is, you know, what your, the courses you'd give them, but then the conversations you'd be having with people inside the group chat like a thousand dollars a month for a new business owner that's hugely valuable it's accessible it's scalable for you um, and then you can then all those people graduate into the next level of their business where you're one-on-one and can support them How does I that feel? really
1: like that I haven't started those group calls yet or those free calls they start on Monday and I really like this idea like launch it kind of in secret to anyone who's on the calls yeah. and i think maybe offer it to them 800 a month yeah and say like it'll be 800 through the end of january and then i'm going to start launching it to the public for a thousand a month yeah yeah i love that and um, like you can keep the 800 price as long as you stay in if you drop out like you'd have to rejoin at the new price and you
0: give them a bit of a discount if they pay in full
1: for yeah.
0: it could be three months i think like three months because if it is More catered to people that are newer in their business, then that might feel good to them. And then anytime a spot opens up, you always have something to promote to people, right? Like there's two spots available in my mastermind or in my inner circle or whatever you want to call it. Um, And it's just, I mean, you can make 15 grand a month just from that one container. I will say that the coaching calls, if you have a lot of people on them, can be a bit overwhelming. And that's where I would if I wanted, I would probably do like eight to 10 people. And if I wanted 15, I might do a call a week and have them choose two a month that they could get on. But like, see how easy that is. You're adding one call a week to make 15 grand a month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I might do like eight people would fill up one call. And then if I get another eight, we'd probably even split up into a separate box, like two boxers, two calls,
0: Totally. Yeah. I, I would potentially do that as well. Um, just so that they feel like, cause otherwise I do find people fall through the cracks in a boxer chat and there's just certain people I never hear from cause they feel, and we don't want that. So yeah. see how feel about that is, so you're spending, you know, maybe a half hour a day answering people's questions inside boxer, which I find so fun. Like I love mm-hmm. talking to people about their business anyways. It just really jazzes me up. They get to just got, you know, chat with each other and then you're doing a call a week. Like, you know, and it's really in service of them. There's going to be so much value for them just in the conversation that they get to be a part of. Um, but like the reason I offer, you know, that kind of idea is because now you're not in the how of how the heck is it possible that it could even do 15 to 20 K a month? It's
1: like, Yeah. Holy. Yeah. I mean, that feel. And then honestly, I would just probably get rid of one, one-on-one client so I'd have four spaces. So four, one-on-one clients in the mastermind. And then I'm feeling that feels really good. <laughs> you sell
0: courses, like after you do the end of the mastermind launch, I would downsell into one of your courses, like, Hey, didn't jump into the mastermind. No problem. Here's a bundle for four, 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 like, I don't know whatever charge for it. Um, and then all those things tie together really nicely, but you could scale that easily. Well, what if you had four, that could be scaling you up to 25 K months. And you're not even like, you've got five hours a week worth of client work plus answering people's boxer and stuff like that. Like, you know?
1: Yeah. I love being in boxer. I don't find it like overwhelming or challenging. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Me too. I've also found that like in a group I've had the biggest group chat I've had with boxer was 11 clients. And like, it was only Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's another thing you can do is if you only want, I don't find that impacts how much value they're able to get. Um, but then that just gives me, it depends on the program. Some of my higher level programs have it every single day of the week, but some of my lower level ones where I still want to give that kind of support it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and so I really like that. Um,
1: yeah, but, I kinda like that. Cause I take Fridays off. So like probably Monday through Thursday or that's the, like, that's what
0: I'm doing with my upcoming mastermind is Monday through Thursday. And I love it. It's so good. But like, that's a baseline income for you of at least 20 K a month. That didn't even take you, you know, five hours a week, really. I mean, I know there's content creation and all that kind of stuff, um, but still it's like easy. And then you start to see how it is possible and you start to actually believe that it is available to you. And actually like, it's very aligned since you've already set up all these calls with people, which is interesting.
1: It actually like works out really well.
0: (laughs) Strategy I would have told you to implement is like, go get on free calls with people and you're already doing it.
1: I was like, I just need to start talking to people. If I want to fill things, like I need to have people to talk to And so, yeah, so many people participated in my word of the year thing. I was like, well, give them something free. Like, obviously they want support on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, you could even extend
1: the $800 thing,
0: depending on the people you get on calls with. If depending on how many of them actually take you up on it. If you're not feeling like you're, you know, filling as many spots as you would like to, like let's say you wanted to fill your first 18 spots or sorry, eight spots at that price. You could also open it up to your, um, to your, what do you call it? Your Facebook group. Or is that kind of like your main audience? Do you have an email list?
1: I have an email list. uh, How many people are on my email list? I think 1200.
0: Oh, okay, good. Good. So the people are in your audience, hundred percent. So you could decide to only offer that $800 uh, deal to people in your Facebook group and on the call, start with just on the calls and see what happens. Because people, yeah. if they feel like they're getting the VIP and they're getting exclusive access, you know, they might, a lot of them might decide to sign up and you might fill all those spots that you wanted to at that price. And then you launch it openly. And essentially they start getting support from you as soon as they sign up. Right. Yeah.
1: So yeah, like the- box, I'll tell people Boxster support starts as soon as you sign up and calls start and you'll get access to the programs but calls start whatever february 1st yeah what I'm, I've, about to go to new, I'm about to go out of town so
0: yeah what i've done from a like a structure standpoint is i record those calls and i put them into a google drive folder so that people can watch the replays in case they can't be on the call or whatever
1: yeah i have podia oh perfect and so they would just join the Podia group and then we can watch everything on Podia. Cool. So, yeah, so I'd love to see you move forward
0: with that because I think that that could be a really lucrative avenue for you.
1: Yeah, it feels really exciting. And then yeah. if they say no to the two, like, well, you know, those, group, those programs are available evergreen anytime, like yeah. kind of give them other options or, you know, you're welcome to stay in my free Facebook group.
0: Yeah, and then the with the mastermind, it's not a launch structure, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: which I like. Um, Which
0: you might find like, oh, I have four spots available. Maybe I'll do some kind of like freebie live stream event and advertise those four spots. But it's not like a start stop like all the exhausting energy that goes into like a cart close launch, which just yeah is exhausting.
1: It's so exhausting, and I have adrenal fatigue that I'm still trying to get over. So it's literally like, I'll do the like three-day live stream and I'm so tired at the end of the three-day live stream. I don't even have the energy to sell. Yeah. And it's like, I put all this energy into telling people about it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Cause I'm tapped yeah. out. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much, Courtney, for just being here and being real and open with us. And I just... I just see, like, I think you could have a 15K month this month, honestly. (laughs) I don't think you're, I think it's already lining up for you.
1: Yeah, it feels much more real now. Like before I was like, oh my gosh, how am I even going to like create that? And was kind of feeling like overwhelmed and stressed out about it. But now it's like, oh, like this totally feels possible
0: that's why I love talking to people about strategy and structure in their business, because it's such a huge part of our mindset. We could have talked the whole time about like removing blocks around blah, 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 or I can help you put something in place where now, all of a sudden you're like open to it being a really successful month for you because you see it being possible. Like having the strategy puts the energy in place for you in a, you know, in a big way.
1: Yeah. And I will yeah. say to people too, cause I know people are listening. Like I am at that three to 5k, that place that people really want to get to, but like, it's not magically going to make you feel better. So I think people think like, oh my gosh, when I hit that income, I'll feel great. Like I'll feel secure in my business. If I could only create that much money, I would feel so good. Well, (laughs) you create it. And then if in your mind, it's not enough, you still feel like it's not enough.
0: Well, that's actually where the name free for my mastermind that I'm promoting right now came from, because I made 30K months and I wasn't free. I didn't feel secure necessarily, like, um, because it's not, it has nothing to do with anything external. But if you can find that security within first, then it's going to start to come out outwardly as well. And it's not going to waver so much for you because yeah, you're just, you're not relying on things externally in order to feel secure, which is what everybody thinks they need to do. Well, I'll just make this much money. So I'm glad that you brought that up because. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so true. I do tell my clients all the time though, too, who are making seven figures, like get everything you want. Cause that's when the real work starts. So like you hit your 30 K month, which you thought was your ideal. And then mm-hmm. you're like, Oh shit, I still don't feel better. And you're like, okay, okay. now I got to figure, I better figure this out because I was chasing yeah. this dream and I kind of was naive to it the same. Once I quit my job, I'm going to feel so good. And then I'm like, it almost made me feel worse in a way. Cause it didn't make me feel how I expected it to make me feel. Because
0: when you have the security of the job, it never occurs to you that that's playing into like, you're like, it'll just feel so good to be free, but then you're free and you're, you don't have the security anymore. And you start mm-hmm. freaking out.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's one thing nobody talks about very much
0: with manifestation is like, we want these big things and no one talks about how fucking terrifying it is when they start to happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you get them and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. I didn't know that I wanted it in that way. Yeah. So I'm going to link all of Courtney's info
0: down below. Maybe you guys are interested in, you know, what she's up to um, and want to connect with you. But uh, just thank you so much for, for just providing value, allowing us to create value together today.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, let me know how things go. I'm excited to hear about it. I think it'll be great. I will let you know. Okay, cool. All right, have a good night. You too, bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next
1: episode.